Welcome to the podcast for WGTS Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can learn more about us and hear more messages at mygatewayfellowship.com. We've been talking about love this series. Got love. You got love. Last last series was you got hope. We had night of hope. It was awesome. We're not going to have night of love. We're going to still have another night of hope, but it's going to be a good time. And I just hope that you guys have been just really diving into the word and, and getting excited about some of the things that we've been talking about. I have the, the privilege this evening to talk about how to share God's love with others. How to share God's love with others. So right away, I want you to realize that this may not be exactly about you. This is going to be about our brothers and sisters and us, but we're going to be after others, okay? This is about how can I share the love of God with other people? I remember a long time ago um, hearing a pastor preach on a text that I want to share with you today. But since you guys seem a little sleepy, we may have a few visitors help us out. Check this out. Jesus says, on one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. He said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, what is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? The the, The expert of the law says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. And then in verse 29, the teacher says, but he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? You just said, love your neighbor as yourself, so who is my neighbor. And Jesus tells this story. He says this, and we're going to just kind of modify it and make it our own tonight so you won't forget it. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. This man looked a lot like Gabriel Rojas, our guitar player. He was walking out. He was just having a good time. And he was just doing the things that he always does on a Saturday evening. He was going to Gateway. He was ready to play his guitar. He was ready to dance. He was ready to clap his hands, (laughs) lift his hands up to the Lord and just have a good time. He was just so ready. He was just minding his business, big smile on his face. When all of the sudden, he was attacked by some big robbers. He didn't know what to do, and he didn't stand a chance. They beat him down. They were called the band. The band of gangsters. Gabriel didn't stand a chance. They took everything from him. The scripture says that they left him naked, but we're not going to, we're going to leave that part out. (laughs) We had no idea that the drummer was such an acrobat. So Gabriel was left all alone, beaten, half dead. I need a volunteer. Who wants to volunteer? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Come on up. Don't be afraid. Come on up. Don't be scared. Who do I see coming? All right. So there he was, laying down, broken, crying out loud. And then it says this. 
It says this. Well, I just lost my place. <laughs> oh, it fell down. <laughs> it says that a priest or a priestess <laughs> was walking down the same road. And when she saw that man, she thought to herself, should I help this guy? But instead, she passed on the other side. This was an expert of the law. And then, just a little bit after that, a Levite came, another expert of the law. He looked a lot like Gene Johnson. He saw Gabriel crying, weeping, speaking Spanish. He checked him out. He said, you all right? And he's, Gabriel said, no. And the Levite left. Gabriel didn't know what to do. Then all of a sudden, a Samaritan came walking by that looked a lot like Dwayne Reed. I don't know if Dwayne can even play this part. Is Dwayne even nice enough? Okay, so, so Dwayne was a good Samaritan. He came up. He saw Gabriel on the ground. He saw that he was hurt. He said, are you okay? And Gabriel said, no, I need some help. The good Samaritan picked him up, brushed him off, and carried him to safety. <laughs> it says that he went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. He said, look after him. He said, I'll pay you back for all the other things that you need. I just want you to take care of this guy. So you have a priest. Let's just say it's a pastor named Gigi. Then you got this theology teacher, the master of religion, knows all this stuff. Looks a lot like Gene. Then you got this kind of nobody who people, most people actually don't like these kind of people named Samaritans. So Dwayne fits right in, right? I'm just joking. I love you, Dwayne. This guy is the only one that helps. And Jesus says this, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man that fell in the hands of the robber? The expert of the law said, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Let's give it up for these guys. Thank you, Dwayne. You were very strong. I remember so clearly, Pastor Terry and I, uh, years ago now, we went to a conference in Chicago at a church, and the pastor was preaching about this text. And this was a leadership conference, so they, they intermixed, you know, uh, business owners and CEOs. So it was leaders of, of companies and then pastors all talking about how we can be better leaders. The conference closed with the senior pastor of the church coming out and talking about this text. He said he was on vacation. Every, every year he takes six weeks off to go and prepare for the whole year, writes his sermons. This is in Chicago. So he goes across to Michigan and hangs out. He just kind of escapes from everybody because everybody knows when you're working, sometimes you need a vacation, right? So this guy takes his vacation. The pastor takes his vacation. He goes away to Michigan. And he's at this little church just hanging out with, uh, you know, with these people. And now this pastor is a Caucasian. And he goes to this other church where he says he was the only reason that the church was culturally diverse. This church was just filled with life. 
there was a lot of good music and everything. And the pastor got up and said, today I want to talk about the parable of the Good Samaritan. The pastor says, oh, man. Oh, no, I don't think I'm going to get anything out of this. Because he had preached on this sermon so many times. He said, I've taken it from every angle. I've talked about being the priest. I've talked about from the Levite's angle. I've talked about the person who got robbed. I've talked about the donkey, for goodness sake. Uh, nobody's, you're not going to come and tell me anything new about this text. He, he knew it. And he says, you know, kind of just honestly, at the end of the sermon, when it was all finished, this pastor who was preaching dynamically and giving it and said, yes, yes. And the church was riled up and he's, he was he was blessed by it, but it was nothing really new to him because he just, you know, he studied it so many times. But at the very end of the sermon, the pastor started doing something that this pastor had never heard before. At the end of the text, Jesus says, who do you think is the one who showed the love of God to his neighbor? He says, the one that had mercy. And what does Jesus say at the very end? He says, go and do likewise. Go and do. And the pastor started getting in this funk. He says, go and do. Bass starts coming in. Go and do. Go and do. And the church is like, mm, yeah, and do. Go. And do, and then the pastor's like, okay, uh, yes, this has got a little groove, all right, nice. And the other church says, yeah, they're getting into the saying, they're saying, go and do, and go. And then the pastor's saying, you better go and do, and then go and do, you better, you know, this is like back and forth, and it's going on and on and on and on, and then at the end of this church, it's going, it's so funky, everyone's clapping, and they're all saying, go and do, go and do, now you say, yeah, it's stuck in your head, go and do, Three-part harmony. Go and do. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the beat stopped, and they walked out the church. They were clapping. Yes, yes. go and do and go. Have you ever been to a good concert where you, you want to stop the show, but it starts building back up? You know, you can feel that pace the whole time. Go and do, right? Go and do. And it builds up, and it builds up. And this pastor says it went on for hours. Just go and do. That's nothing new for him, but that might be the hardest thing to actually apply. Go to the beaten. Think it up for this band. They are so funky. They're so awesome. Thank you. And Marcus, I did not know you could jump that high. This is the hard part. Go and do something about it. This is not about us. This is about spreading the love of God to people who are hurting How do I show the love of God to others? Go and do. I have a few simple points, and we're going to get into it. Three simple ways that you can share the love of God. The first one, this is a very, it took me a long time to come up with this title. Be nice. Okay? Be nice. There's an old saying that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right? Treat people with respect and dignity at all times is a good start for sharing the love of God. Treat all people, all people, people that you may not like, people that may rub you the wrong way, treat them with respect, treat them with dignity, 
Treat them with love at all times. Resist the urge to show the world how much smarter you are than everybody else. And instead, come back to reality and remember that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is eternal life. Every single one of us has made mistakes. Therefore, no one here in this room, myself, Pastor Johnson, Darren, anybody, we have no right to judge. So you want to share the love of God? Let's pull back on the judgment. And let's be honest with ourselves. How many of us have people that we judge every single day? You don't even know them and you're judging them. Has anyone driven this week? Has anyone bothered you in the car? And you think, how does this person have a license? This person, I don't know you at all, but I've already have judged you to the point where you almost need to be locked up for life because you can't drive that much. Let's start by treating people with dignity and respect and giving everybody a chance. You know, it's so funny that we have been called to follow the way of Christ, which is a way of love and mercy and grace. But sometimes there's so many Christians that live anything but the way of Christ. And this is not a judgment, guys, okay? If just in case you're thinking, we're all on the same page here. We're all on the same level. I make mistakes too. Very little, but I make a few mistakes. <laughs> I mean, we all make we all make mistakes. There's nobody perfect here. There's nobody perfect here at all. So sometimes we all know that we have not reflected, truly reflected the love and compassion of Jesus. But we got to come back to it. Simple, simple thing. Go and do all that these people had to do was just help them out. What's so amazing is, I mean, you hear this so many times, but just be reminded again, the first person that walks past this guy in need of help is a priest. It's a priest. It's someone who knows scripture backwards and forwards, and he can just walk right past him because he doesn't want to be bothered. I don't want to get involved. It's just dirty, you know, and maybe I'll pray for you, you know. It's a priest. And it's easy, easy for us to be like, I can't believe that priest who knows the Lord. And your voice changes like this. I can't believe that priest who knows the Lord will walk past somebody like that. No, but isn't that us? It's us. Share the love of God by actually being nice and doing something about it. I love the way James says in James 2, 14 through 17. I've been, this has been in my devotions for the past couple months. I'm only on chapter two. It says this, dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere if, if in this, if you learn all the right words, but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, if you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half starved and say, good morning, friend, be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk out, walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? Gee, stepping on the toes, right? Ah, you can feel that. (laughs) Hello, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll see you later. Walk off. You think that's so ridiculous, but man, we do it a lot. And I dare say that there's, there's many people who have left churches and God in general because of some of the things that we've done as a, as a, as a community. Not, 
you know, I mean, just the Christianity as a whole. So let's start by just acting. Second is this, be honest. Be honest. Be nice. Be honest. We live in a world that can oftentimes push us away from our own individuality. We try so hard and we compete against everybody. We want to, you know, either get promotions or for, you know, try to please everybody else. We try to be so many different things. But the Bible teaches us this strong lesson. This is one of the most important texts in all of the scriptures. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. And this is a really powerful verse to apply to our lives. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. We are to be like Christ. We're to be following the same way of God. That means that we are to be one person. You say, what do you mean, Pete? How can I be more than one person? Oh, it's very, very possible. Have any of you guys ever acted different at work than you act at home? Have any of you guys ever acted different with one group of friends than you do with the other friend? Yeah. You know, not only is that unhealthy, but that's very, very exhausting. And I believe in this world, we live in a, in a, in a community and in a, in, a, in a time where truth is so pushed to the side that it's so refreshing to see somebody who just tells it like it is. I'm Pete. I'll be the same Pete. You see me outside. If you see me acting differently, you say, hey, Pete, I thought you were Pete. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be one person, not work Pete, church Pete, family Pete, husband Pete, mm, you know? Musician Pete, no, be the same person sharing the love of God because people are watching that. And one of the main things that turns people away from having a real effective relationship with Christ is seeing hypocrites in his followers. It's just the truth. So instead, Jesus gives us a very easy solution. I love this. It says in Matthew five thirty-seven. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. If you say yes, just let it be yes. If you say, and if it's no and you know it's no, don't say maybe. Well, maybe we'll see. And you know it's no. Just be honest. Be straight up. Practical ways to share the love of God. Just be straight up. Be honest. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. And here's the thing. If you've said yes to Christ, then you know that you have a responsibility to put self to the side. And when you see people like little Gabriel, broken, beaten, and bruised, in whatever capacity, you have a responsibility to help, to care. That's what we've said yes to. And finally, be compassionate. Be nice. Be honest, be compassionate. Be quick to forgive and accept forgiveness. This past week, my wife and I, I'm so happy to say that. It just gives, it's like really, really cool for me. Me and my wife, we went to another wedding that uh, Chaplain Terry was actually performing. It was, a, it was a nice small wedding, and it was so nice to just sit down and not have to do anything, right? Just chill and just, you know, just enjoy the service. And at the reception, the MCs had um, asked, who has been married the longest here? And do you know there was a couple there that was married for 65 years? 65 years. And then they asked, who's been married the shortest? And we're like, 
We haven't been married a month yet. So it was us. They asked for advice of how to work with each other. And this older woman said this, just the sweetest thing. It, it, just, it just moved me to my core. She said this, and, and just slow, and she took her time and, and meant it. She meant every word. She just said, we have learned to always love each other, to talk when we're supposed to, and to not talk when we're supposed to. Speak when it's time, and be quiet when it's time. <laughs> right? Then they asked, now what's your advice? We were like, uh, pray. <laughs> we, we didn't know what to say, but I mean, it's, still, it's great advice, right? Pray. Be compassionate. When you're working and you're around other people, we're to live in love. Speak when it's time, but with every word, there's gentleness and there's compassion and there's real love. You have to really care about people if you're going to carry the name of Christ. And if you don't care about people, if you have no capacity to love people, then we still got some steps to go before we can carry that name. I'm just going to be honest. Because Jesus loved everybody, the sinners, the prostitutes, the tax collectors. He loved them all, the lepers, the deformed, the outcasts. Those are the people that he cared so much about. And that's what he's called us to do, to love everyone. Doesn't mean that you only have to love people who are down. You can love, you have to love everybody. And I'm not saying that you have to be best friends with the whole world, but you got to be nice. You got to be honest and you got to be compassionate and you got to at all times be ready to share the love and hope of Jesus. Because that's what we have said yes to. I'm going to invite Tiffany to come up and she's going to sing a song and um, it really, it means a lot to me. It's a simple song and we can actually sing along uh, towards, towards the end of this. But it simply says this, and you've heard it before if you've come to Gateway, that I have decided to follow Jesus. I've decided. I've made a decision to follow Jesus, and I'm not turning back. I'm not going to turn back on this. So you know, when you said yes to Christ, you said no to a whole lot of things. And when you said no to the world, you said yes to the way of Jesus. So tonight, let's just do a little self-inventory of where we are. There's no judgment. There's no finger pointing here. And let's just see if we're, if we're off track. The good news about Christ is that you can always get right back up. Amen. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.